and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave, the movie talk show where each week one of us takes a movie off our shelf, presents it to the other, and discusses it at length. David, this week we've got coming off of my shelf, mm-hmm. 1987's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, written, directed, produced by John Hughes. Johnny Hughes. Steve Martin, John Candy. Stevie Martin. Johnny Candy. <laughs> a uh, Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Thanksgiving movie. So you typically have a reason for your I did madness. try and put some thought in this, uh, you in this experiment we're it. doing. Not yep. like me. Ah, Star Trek Six. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Tired too. <laughs> it's a random Wednesday. Uh, let's just do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we have coming off of my shelf this week. Uh, David, uh, how are you doing this week? And uh, what's your history, if any, uh, of this movie? I find this movie is the reservoir dogs of comedies interesting comes up in conversation i've heard about it i'm well aware of the movie and who was in it though i, I didn't really know what it was about i'm assuming some modes of transportation clearly were involved yeah. they, they, did, they did leave out buses well it's an automobile really type of situation yeah auto bus yeah sure <laughs> so i have never seen the movie oh wow i've meant to Sure, I feel like this is right in your wheelhouse. Or would you would be. think so. Yeah. I like John Candy, Martin. I'm sort of a kind of I don't know. I oh. just I just don't know okay. how I feel about this man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just I, I never had got around to watching it. Oddly enough, because it would be a movie I would assume that would have been on TV at some point. I feel like there's a heavy cable rotation. Yeah, and I had cable yeah. for several like years. A TBS movie or like a WGN back in the day. But I guess. I was too busy watching Pearl or or, or, or Ryan or Armageddon. And, <laughs> MacGyver. Uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Frasier. Yeah. Star Trek TNG for the 40th time. Sure. And, uh, Star Trek Six. I heard too. I, I am a... You're a snob about movies generally. Yeah. Just, just, that's, and you, there you <laughs> just go. Just blanket you know statement. It. Sure. I am with comedies. I'm well, a, obviously, with Tommy Boy. You're, yeah. you have a, you're, you've got a fine taste. <laughs> I am a, a little bit. I have things I like and things I don't like. Of course, so I'm a little bit picky with comedies, and uh, the type of comedy it is. Fair. How it's delivered, and uh, I'm watching this. My first impression of it. Like, yeah, this is my sort of my kind of thing. Okay. But I didn't find it incredibly funny. I found it, I enjoyed the movie, but mm-hmm. I never like. Ah, ha, 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 oh, really? That's hilarious. Okay. But maybe I'm just dead inside. We've established there is a pattern. Yeah. Usually it's around the emotionality. Now, this movie does have that. Uh, I didn't think that your comedic sense was uh, numbed. Um, (laughs) But then again, you did take almost. I'm a giver, not a taker. Almost heroes off the shelf. I like to give out the comedy. Not that this podcast reflects that. (laughs) But I try to be funny. Look at that. There you go. It's hilarious. Uh, I try to be funny and I like to be funny, but I don't. I don't want to laugh. No, I, I don't want to feel joy. I get sure. the joy from making people laugh. Yeah, don't you turn around and try to. No wonder you're so miserable yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you're on fire. <laughs> you're on fire tonight. Uh, so yeah, that's my history of said film. It all uh, goes back about a week now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, watched it a couple times. Uh, please, Phil, before we get into greater detail, the reason you, you pulled it off your shelf. Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Of course. For the listeners who don't know already, we are Canadian. Fair. Not proud, but we're Canadian. Ah, fairly proud. Fairly proud. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm semi-proud. 
Well, you're wearing a Canada shirt right now <laughs> as we am. speak. So you don't know if it's laundry day, buddy. This could be. You don't know where this is in my rotation. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty far up. You know why? Because it fits. Yeah. My, my weight, like yourself, we, we fluctuate a little bit. Up and down. This one just seems to always fit. No matter where you're at no on the scale. At, so. Yeah, it feels pretty know. good to have a couple of those in the back pocket. Yeah, this material it breathes. It's really <laughs> cotton. Anyways, we're Canadian. A, <laughs> which is John Candy, of course, is uh, also a Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, but this is for American Thanksgiving would be correct. Amundo. I'm not sure the exact thing. Whenever the Detroit Lions play, I it's guess it's usually second week of November. Dallas Cowboys. There's some football. You know, fun game second to watch. Second week of November, I believe, is yeah? the... Yeah, uh, okay. Before Black Friday. Yeah, it um, is the... Uh, I think it is the Black Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. This is why <laughs> it's folks, November. we're Canadians. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least we share... At least Christmas is the same. We don't have to worry about that. That's right, yes. Uh, yeah, other than that, Phil, I don't know how many Thanksgiving movies exist. I'm sure there's a handful. But, yeah, there's uh, many. Why'd you settle on this one? Uh, classic all timer, and yeah, uh, it's just been a while now. I don't, I just uh, alluded to the fact that there are many. They're Home for the Holidays, another one. Uh, the Family Stone is another one. Uh, the Ice Storm could be considered a uh, Thanksgiving movie, if you recall, uh, available in our archives. Did we do that for Thanksgiving? No, we just okay. it is a Thanksgiving movie. There's a movie called uh, Pieces of April. Uh, it's another Thanksgiving movie. So, my point is just there's many Thanksgiving like movies to movie. choose from. April and uh, that's a person. Sounds like an Easter. Oh, okay. Um, and they that's they eat pieces of April. It's a horror movie. Oh no, it's not. I'm okay. just kidding. It's a really good one. Katie Holmes. Oh, Katie. Uh, Patricia Clarkson, Oliver Platt. Yeah, Fantastic C. movie. Sounds like it. Uh, I'll take it off the shelf sometime. Sure it's great. But this year, uh, it is uh, planes, trains, and automobiles because, uh, as I said, I I just I love this movie, and it's been on the short list for a little while on a, on the comedy side of things and it occurred to me that the timing would work uh for thanksgiving and i thought nice uh, change of pace too from what we've yeah done. we've we've kind of done a, a couple of heavy heavy yeah. uh, long uh <laughs> movies uh, of late so so it's a nice pivot i was eager to get a comedy off the shelf this felt uh, really appropriate and the opposite of you which is to say that i've probably seen this movie hundred times not maybe in its entirety but it, it's it's been on rotation of some level uh, on again the tbs's of the world the, or the video store perhaps uh or? video store it's been you know i would wear i would i would play it during the holidays certainly yeah. uh at the store um but it was just ubiquitous in there where he says the f word a lot it's pretty oh yeah that one you skip safe. sadly <laughs> but yeah so it was just a movie that that i i was looking forward to watching and felt Time appropriate, and uh, I really wanted a, a comedy. And yeah, uh, yeah, there you go, all, all good, yeah, valid reasons. And it's it. just a movie, as I said, it's been a, a part of my life really since '87. I feel like it, it, it from from when it came out, family rented it, and then just it's been a staple on on network cable or television. Yeah, type, so. honestly, I'm I'm really surprised. My family maybe was that whole swearing sequence. My parents were really sort of against the. The, the swearing. Yeah, they wouldn't know that until they watched it, though, yes, right? Like you, it, you wouldn't look at that movie and go like, "This is an R-rated comedy." There's yeah. one scene that's uh, like they weren't uh, adverse to you know John Candy movies because I remember sure. watching Summer Rental. Classic. I uh, love that. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Nah, somehow knows? it it eluded me. Yeah. And you know what? To get to a certain point where you haven't watched it, you it's almost like you just can't. Reservoir Dogs. It has to be basically forced. Like this, yeah. To watch it, otherwise, I don't think I ever would have watched it. And not for like a mark of quality. Like no. I didn't watch Reservoir Dogs for a lot of reasons, 
but eventually it was just sort of like I can't go back there. I I, I I've already yeah spoken on it. It's it's the case is closed on it, right? And then you throw it in my face. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll have to figure it out. So uh, it's one of the many gifts that this podcast gives. It's uh, one of very many. Uh, you know, you're not the only one that seeks joy in the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from others uh, in this opportunity. So uh, I was eager to watch it, and it did not disappoint. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I found it. I think we've talked about this before, but I think there's there's a an element of any movie that ebbs and flows as your life ebbs and flows. So when I was 1988, I connected on certain things of this movie, and 2023, I'm connecting on slightly different sides of this movie, or I'm finding certain things funnier than before, and other things maybe more melancholy than before, yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So makes sense. Uh, having been on road trips, having been in airports, having gone through X, Y, Z of these experiences, yeah, you can appreciate those scenes. Yeah, when I'm eight or nine years old, like I, I don't have those yet, yeah. right? So, so there's elements that I really. So, uh, as a forewarning, this episode might be uh, story heavy. Folks, oh god, <laughs> time here. I'll try and keep them brief. But there's <laughs> in the years since this movie was first produced, I've had many, many travel stories that kind of make me chuckle along the way and, and, and kind of coincide as I reminisced as I watched this movie. Wonderful, the uh, big London trip, buddy. Yeah, yeah, one trip uh, under the belt, really. But with this movie, uh, I think it's outside of maybe the payphones, it's it's relatively contemporary to a certain degree it's like you know what i mean like you yeah. can still sort of relate to a lot of the things the customer service aspects yep. of it which i i just love seeing in movies oh sure Those absolutely scenes are, the way it changes yeah. but it's the same yeah like exactly. everybody's been pitching <laughs> yeah i think that's actually a really interesting point because as you, as you mentioned it their technology will change every movie always yeah like you just can't get away yeah, from you, it you can't but there are still agents standing at rental car desks there are still agents standing at hotel lobbies. There are still agents at airports, right? Like yeah. there are people that you interact with in these places. Yep, still. Consistently, taxi cabs. Like the payment methods change, some of the conversations change, yeah. but it's all the same thing 30, 40, 50 years later. It's pretty crazy. And some things that guy like, damn, you can't do that in a movie anymore because of technology. Anything to do with a payphone, you can't do anymore. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, the, the credit card. The credit uh, card, like in this one, is like, yeah. oh well, I used to use that machine yep. when I worked at the, the gas station, and I'm like, well, that wouldn't happen, yep. obviously. But I mean, you always find ways to make it happen in a different way, for sure. But but it's fun to. It's, I enjoy going back and enjoying the the things, the comedic moments you can have with the technology of that time. That's right. While still having the contemporary of some other parts of the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. The telephone thing is like really the biggest part of it. Yeah, online booking wouldn't be like it would be completely different, right? Like yeah. nowadays, you get a prompt on your app that says, "Flight's been delayed. Here, your here's your rebooking, or here's your hotel yeah, reservation." Not, like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I was uh, I, I was excited to watch the movie. There were expectations. Yeah, I wondered that's, again. That's kind of a problem. Sure, well, it wasn't a problem. Problem. But it's like okay, well, people have talked about this movie. You're sitting down with "Impress Me" on your mind. Yeah, a little, a, a little, little bit, bit. Trying to not, just trying to enjoy the movie for for what it is. So, but there is that that element that does exist, and it's really hard to avoid sometimes when it's been so long. Sure, when you allow these movies. This is the thing we talked about: French Connection, Jaws. Uh, those are two key examples. Yeah. that were Terrible movies films, that yeah. you were very disappointing. Completely unable to 
really? at some level like extricate yourself from the the looming large yeah. of it that you were like what's this movie yeah even when you think you're doing it yeah it's, it's you're not you know clearly I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone that could walk away going like nah, uh, yeah two yeah. of the greatest movies ever made you're like yeah, uh, yeah right they're fine it's okay it's but i can watch pearl harbor 47 times and still cry in the middle of it you're like okay there's something wrong with you. this person <laughs> you know it's funny because i watched another movie i won't name it because i'm gonna bring it off the shelf uh next year okay and it was a long movie mm-hmm. and uh, it's well received you know a newer movie so sure. it's, Special effects, everything is good. Kids I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I think Pearl Harbor for the 40th time is still entertaining me more than this for the first time. Oh, interesting. And I don't know. So you yeah. are broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. Are you a road trip guy? Now we talked before the, the the London flight. You know that was the first time on a plane in a very long time, if ever. But uh, were you ever uh, get the the family in the in the car and kind of head cross country or anything like that? No, but I yearn. Yeah, I yearn. I've 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 got points in my life where I just wanted to sort of just get in the car and just go. Yeah, just with no like, just take a trip out to California or, or whatever it was. Were you usually drunk at this time. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. take the car yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, well, not I'd wait till I was sober to actually yeah, yeah, take the yeah, car, yeah, but uh, the ideas would come. Sure. To me, just frustrated in my life, like I just got to get out of here Change and just live. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I've always I've always like the idea of just going on road trip and uh, even later not in that bad mind frame but mm-hmm. you know what i'm thinking this this i think it'd be good for me just generally yeah to get out there and, and explore not run away from anything but just go towards something else sure and um i sort of started planning a trip sort of with you before covid i'm like phil i got my passport let's do it let's go somewhere and you were working for the airline um Lots of opportunities. Airport, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then COVID hit and it kind of put on the, the back burner. And I eventually got to London. And uh, so it, it's, it's, it's inside me. Like, I, yeah. But I just never really acted on it. It's more of a, I'm an idea guy. Sure. Do you uh, feel you're any closer to it now than you were back then? After watching the movie or? Just in general. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a person that loves to travel, right? And yes. I, when I worked for the airline, you've got, you've got but even record. before working for the airline, mm-hmm. I was traveling all the time as, as often as I could, yeah. wherever I could. Uh, even if it was just back Ottawa, Vancouver, like, well, you know, what's funny is like, like this movie. I don't like the process. Sure, like, I do not like busy airports. Like, like, gotcha. I, like, I don't go shopping on Black Fridays. I don't want to be in airport on Christmas. Yeah. Now I did go on Christmas. Yes, you did. And it's it, actually not that busy. Things worked out pretty good. Yeah. Generally, we had to stay schedule. like one extra day in Halifax due to weather. Yeah. So a little bit of waiting around, but generally my first experience traveling, mm-hmm. like over the seas uh, was pretty positive generally considering the time of year yeah like i'm january right so a lot of things could go wrong yep and even in in france we went to france so we took some other flights as well and like but i just it doesn't appeal to me the whole process gotcha getting there and exploring something new that's where like the destination's the thing not the journey yeah that gets me excited okay Uh, but i think the car like i would rather just get in a car yeah, you're in more control that be in way. control. Yeah. Be grounded sort of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, the weather is always going to be a thing. You know, one of my favorite slash crazy kind of story, but road trip, we used to do family trips to Florida every 
Christmas uh, from 89 to 99, basically. Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about that. But and um, Not that it matters how I feel about it. It doesn't really. Um, <laughs> but we were in a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And effectively, now it snowed all the way into Florida that year. It was the first snowfall in like 30 years. Oh, really? And it was so bad in, I want to say, Georgia that we were diverted off of the highway. They basically closed it down. Sure, yeah. So we had to, like in this movie, mad dash, wonder what and how we're going to whatever else. We're looking at hotels. We had an offer to sleep in the lobby. And it's actually the 90s. nine of us, right? 89, 1989, yeah. December 89, same mm-hmm. same era, let's yeah. say. And uh, we're calling, we're doing whatever, we're driving into hotels, whatever the case. And there were nine of us. We traveled That's with another family. And we were struggling to find. And effectively what they did was they opened up a school gymnasium, oh. laid down wrestling mats. Yeah, yeah. And, Comfortable enough. And they Did you just, wrestle? They put no, <laughs> they just put hundreds and hundreds of people on the ground in in it's this a royal gymnasium. rumble right there. How could you just <laughs> uh, it was crazy. But like as a kid, you're sort of like, Oh, what is this? Like yeah. it's but it's a really cool memory, but also like kind of a weird situation that you'd think you'd be more in control weather, like when you're flying. Yeah. At that point I'd never been on a plane. So to me, you're like, Oh, you're on the ground, like you'll be fine. And then in the middle of southern uh, states, they're like, get out of here, get to a gym for the evening. It was uh, miserable. It was pretty cool, though. Cool, miserable. In- yeah, well, like, in hindsight, it's really kind of a neat thing in the well, moment. Well, a kid, too, because you have the protection of your parents. That's it. You're, you're right? just like coasting, right? I yeah. had my Game Boy. Like, yeah, I, you're, you're, know, it doesn't you're... matter. They'll handle this. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it didn't really like affect me too much other than just like delayed the trip, but it became a story that i've been able to tell now for yeah 35 never, uh, years because i never heard your your wrestling mat story yeah well i guess oh, this is a story heavy story heavy show yeah that's what the fans want they want wrestling yeah. oiled up <laughs> well, <I'd> go that far <laughs> well that brings us to the movie i think uh oh the movie yes yes uh that we're here to talk about planes trains and automobiles yes many modes of transportation now if you watch this movie with your eyes closed would you be able to pinpoint that this was the title of the movie? Oh, with the sounds. Because the over opening? the credits, yeah, you get to hear the sounds of planes yes. and trains and automobiles. And I thought yes. that's pretty clever. I mean, what else do you do? Come on. Well, you could just have words. John Hughes, he knows what he's doing. He's a clever guy. He is. Yep. I like him. You can uh, listen to our uh, Breakfast Club episode in our archives. Oh, yes, we did Breakfast Club. Further conversations on Mr. Hughes. Did he do Home Alone 2? Also wrote Home Alone 2. Okay. Figure he's involved. He's a, yeah. he's a Chicago guy. Chicago. Chicago. He uh, wrote and uh, vacation series. Uh, he's 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 pretty. He pro- did the vacation series with Chevy. Yep. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Wrote those movies. Good for him. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, great guy. I've never met him, but well, he's dead. Oh well. So you had your chance. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't think I did, but <laughs> he never called. Yeah, so yeah, intro pretty pretty simple yet effective. Yeah, right. I kind of uh, you know right away you said there's no like laugh out loud moments. I, I, I you said you're chuckled. dead inside. And, no, no. Uh, but I, I wonder like right away I'm chuckling in that in that opening sequence where the guy is agonizing over what oh, looks to be three so of the same long. photos. Yeah, there's just something about. I get it. It's like. <laughs> bureaucracy or, or I think everybody's I don't know if you've 
I've been in meetings where yeah. you're just like rolling your eyes. You're just like lunch is cu- like whatever your cutoff is, whether it's I got an appointment or I have to leave for something or it's lunch or whatever. But like the guy's droning on or yeah. just that type still like that's, that's the thing, thing. Yeah. that is timeless in, yes. in this regard. Yeah, um, I got a real kick out of it. So like I said, right away, I'm kind of chuckling and um, uh, watching he and his friends sort of relationship. And you get the sense already that Steve Martin's going to be pretty high strung and this isn't going to go well. Yeah, you'll never make the six. Yeah, you get inklings that you're yeah. not going to make the six. I'm a, I'm on that guy's side. Yeah, and I would say that ultimately, uh, as a little advice, you know, give yourself some yeah, some, in New, especially in New York. Yeah. Now, I wondered what happened to his gloves. He got them the next day. Did he? Or okay. sure, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, I think that's in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hat, gloves, and boots, uh, yeah. the sequel. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why, why, you're, <laughs> why you would try. <laughs> yeah. I got no words for that. Yes, yeah, so he's got to make the six to get home because he seems a little bit... doesn't want to piss off his wife. God, I told my wife i got to be home by nine. You know what? You'll be home when you get home. Yeah. Right? She shouldn't expect so much Come from on. you. Um, I just, you know, that's the world people live in, though, right? They don't want to spend, as you're saying, you don't want the process. You don't want to spend any time in the airport. You don't want to spend any time on the way. You don't want to plan for anything. You just want to get on the plane and go. And therefore, you end up in a situation where you're not planning ahead for the traffic. So many times I would get situations where people would come and say, well, uh, the traffic. And say, well, the traffic is a variable. The departure time is static. So you... However long you didn't leave an hour and a half early, you left twenty six minutes early. That's on you. The flight yeah. was always going to leave at the same time. Yeah. So I have zero kind of sympathy for a guy like Steve Martin. Yeah, in traffic's this been around. Yeah, traffic's been around for decades. Especially in this decades. instance, you're in New York at yeah. peak peak time. What made you ever think that even if he had made his decision at five, four thirty, you're not getting to the plane? In, Aren't you supposed to be at the airport like? Two hours early. Yeah, this is kind of I think like a new experience in the in the modern age. Certainly since I started working there. Yeah. Uh, if we base it just on movies, uh, you could show up 15 minutes early. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even have a ticket. Just sort of walk on a plane. No questions asked. But yeah. uh, things changed a little mm-hmm. bit. Buy yourself a couple of super savers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These aren't refundable. Yeah. Uh, but now what? Um, were your I know you're a Baconator. I was going to say, you're going to bring up Kevin Bacon now? <laughs> I, I knew I saw his name come up in the credits, I think. And I'm like, oh, Kevin Bacon's in this? Or it might have been I, uh, IMBD. Mm, could have been. Could have been. Was he not in the opening credits? No. No, I wouldn't think so. No, it's like an uncredited cameo. It's really just sort of Yeah, I'm of trying like, to think of where, what he was doing in 87. He was working with John Hughes on uh, She's Having a Baby. Okay, because Tremors was out, I want to say, a little bit later, 90? I think it's a 90. Yeah. yeah. Also okay. available in the archives. Absolutely. Gem of a movie that, that led to six more gems. <laughs> <laughs> it is 1990. You called it. Buddy, I, I saw it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so there, there's Kevin, and it's a race for uh, for the cab. Him and Yeah, I kind of got a kick out of it. I love 
Steve Martin doing his run. There's something just silly and goofy about that. I like the music. The music's good like, too. This, this music is just it's a good soundtrack. Real eighties, like yeah. real. Like, That's a John Hughes thing too. His soundtracks are always really good. Yeah. So that was it's fun. It's uh, Ira Newborn uh, did the music for that and uh, kind of does all, all all of John Hughes kind of classic okay. scores. So I also did the score for Mallrats. Oh yeah, yeah. In a more contemporary uh, yes. context. Correct. Um, yeah, he was that guy. Uh, I just I right away I like the energy of this movie. I like the vibe of it. Um, I don't really, I mean, I, I've seen this movie a lot that it was difficult to kind of disassociate as I try and do and sort of like use the brain wipe and try and absorb it as a new, yeah, it's tough. as I a mean, new moment. Without a lot, uh, you know. But in this instance, yeah, it is a challenge because I've seen it so often, but I, it's been a very long time. I probably haven't seen this movie in over 10 years. That helps. Yeah. So yeah. it's like hitting those same familiar beats because it's, it's yeah. because I'd seen it, but it isn't so by rote that. It's, it's kind of boring or, or, or you know, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, but it all makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Do you know if that makes sense? And I remember that that's the introduction of, of, of Dell, but I didn't remember lines that I love, which is the taxi negotiation. Well, if you'll pay 50, you'll, 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 you'll pay 75. The, the, head, point. The, the fake of that, we're like, well, certainly any man that's going to pay 50, you think it's going to be like deserves it more than me, but then he button hooks him. He <laughs> certainly yeah. pays 75. I think that's just genius. Really clever writing and kind of funny, and then allows Dell to, yeah, take the cab and uh, I, starts. When I watched it the second time, I was like looking for Dell. Like, we're like, uh-huh. did, did I just get Spielberg? Like, <laughs> and but no, it it, it the was, whole sequence. He's yeah, on the hood. He's there. One thing I will say that I did notice this time, and maybe never before, in the puddle, yeah, are is a shower curtain ring. I didn't. Ah, uh, yeah. It was a second watch, and I was like. Oh, yeah. Little 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 Easter egg there. <laughs> uh, I got a kick out of that. But yeah, you kind of get the the sense that this this is the chaos of New York, and it's a harbinger of, of the chaos that's going to happen on the way, yeah. right? Like so far, nothing is it's going. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Exactly, <laughs> right? You kind of set a tone very early. We're only about six or so minutes into the movie before we kind of see Candy look up in the cab. So. We get a sense as to what's happening, and the pacing is very, very it's, fast. It reminded me of Scrooged. Oh, sure. And I had some issues with the exposition on Murray's character. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, the same sort of feeling Fair. around Steve Martin. Like, okay, I get the sense. Okay, he's, in, he's in marketing. He's a bit of a, you know. Hoity-toity. Hoity, yeah, if you yeah, will. We can, we can go with that. So uh, I thought I might. Persnickety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, I had a little some concerns around that, but I guess it kind of just melted away, really. Yeah, I think the I didn't, want, I, I didn't want to make the same mistake I had sort of made with Scrooge, where it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. No, that's smart. I also think that this movie has the benefit of John Candy, well, and this character has the benefit of John Candy because one of the things, and I love Scrooge, and 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 I didn't really listen to anything you said about it, <laughs> Sounds any right. negative about it because yeah. I, I just like yeah. I heard it, but I'm like I couldn't recognize it. Let's say. But one of the benefits of this movie is that in your case. <laughs> it has the benefit of John Candy to soften a little bit or to kind of add a, an element. Whereas Murray, everybody in Scrooge, as much as I like that movie, are kind of aggressive, right? Like whether it's it's uh, Bobcat or it's Carol Kane or whomever, like they're mm-hmm. all coming at him and his energy is like chaotic and whatever. Whereas we get Martin kind of being that kind of high strung guy 
but Candy's there to soften that blow every time with a winning smile or a, a funny laugh oh, or whatever. Yeah, his laugh. Is... So it just gets. I, I found that to be. Um, it it's what makes that it it's the contrast between those two that kind of makes the movie work so well. I think. Yeah. And before I can get too annoyed with one, the other one kind of balances it out. Yeah, I find I find not, annoyed, just but... not to spend too much time on Scrooge, but Murray was more outspoken with his sort of. His energy, yes, his net stuff. Where this Martin is that way, but he's not like proactively. No, you, yeah, doing it. He's fighting it on the inside. You can watch him when he's doing the neck yeah. thing. Like he's, you can feel his exactly. Yeah, but you can't he's hear got this it. You restraint can, that uh, I don't yeah. think Murray Murray's character had in that. I do want to comment before we sort of get into the uh, the airport of it all, and, mm-hmm. and the you know him and and Candy. Yep. Uh, there's a shot back to his home life, Steve Martin's wife, and he's got a couple kids. Three. Three, yeah. You only yeah. really see two, but there's a third there's one. There's a baby, I think, later. somewhere in there, or young, young. Um, Is that the Home Alone house? Because this is John Hughes, and it looked like the Home Alone house. I don't think it is, but it definitely is in that neighborhood. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, 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 it's nearby. Yeah, I felt like it was the same color, but... You yeah, know, it's I, I very, know, very... When yeah. I see John Hughes and I saw the house, like I think that's the Home Alone it's, house. It's a very Home Alone-y type of house, but yeah. I don't know if it's the exact house. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a thought. And I love the kid. One kid gets noogies. Yes. The other one gets something else. Indian burn. <laughs> but you see his head of hair. That's, that's, very, that's prime noogie. Man, come on. Like, he should be getting noogies is all I'm saying. 100%. So I think that's a major plot hole. It's a real missed opportunity. A guy with that kind of hair, a kid with that kind of hair, and he's, no one wants to noogie that hair? Like, come on. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, and then, yes, back to the airport. And my next my next note was Canadian Mounted. Have you read Canadian Mounted? Is that a real book? Uh, no, I don't think uh, so. It's but it's, it's fantastic to me that you would be brazen enough to be reading a book called Canadian Mounted with that cover yeah. In a public airport yeah, without any. 80s. What I will say, having Weird. been on a number of airplanes, is in the modern age of tablets and so forth, yeah. watching a movie. I watched a, a documentary on the Canon films, and there's like a whole section of this movie that's dedicated to the nudity in Canon films. And mm-hmm. as I'm sitting in a row of three watching my tablet, it, you know, relative privacy, but also yeah. public. Yeah, there's like this weird moment of like, yeah, that's there's that's boobs. Like, yeah. like I, I'm like, I, should I skip it? Like, I feel yeah, like, like I'm yeah. tilting it against the I window, mean, trying to. It's like, not my copy. Like, yeah, I mean, like it all feels very, uh, and it's it's not porn. It's just yeah. you know movies. Anyway, it just <laughs> felt like oh in the wrong context. Yeah. yeah, and so this guy kind of just watched reading that book in, in public like that. I just felt like it's wow, a, that's that's a choice. I mean, it's a good, really good story. Though. Yeah, you know, no, no, the articles. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked, uh, you know, those in, those interactions between the two of them. I knew I knew you, and he stole my cab. Yeah, like Martin knows exactly who he is, and kind of carries that resentment, and just the the lightness of oh, yeah. Candy in in this movie, but in general, most of his movies, he has this kind of his chuckle. Yeah, like, whatever. Like his laugh. Is oh just, gosh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and so the relationship where he said, "Like I knew I knew you." Uh, there's such a kindness to it, yeah, and it's heartfelt. Perfectly contrasted by Martin, who's sort of really frustrated, and and the obsequiousness of Candy, where it's like, I'll buy you a hot dog and a, I co- love and a beer. That, part. <laughs> it, that whole scene was so that was funny, hilarious he, to me. A light, it gets, ends up with a light, like a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah. Like he just goes through this list, yeah. and I what I love comedy that I like is randomness. 
Sure. Like he's going through a list and why he would bring up like life. I mean, I get it. Sorry, it's a small candy and maybe, but. Yeah, you just go big to down to small, but yeah. Tic Tac, mint, you know, like anything. <laughs> yes. Can I get you anything? Uh, it's genius. Cute. And off camera, you just get to hear Martin to no, 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 no. Like it's it just, it, they beautifully play off each other and right away you're, I think anyway, you're, you're reminded or, or for the first time, it's suggested that you're going to have a good time with these two. Like, just the way that those two interact is really good. Yeah. I think right away in that relationship. Yeah, the chemistry was... Uh, it's really yeah. solid. And it kind of continues when they're on the plane. They finally, you know, planes are delayed and they finally get on the, the aircraft. And... Yeah, someone's not going first class. Nope. They delayed them and they bumped them. He got bumped. He got bumped. How is, and how that was portrayed, and let me ask you, being a... An airport employee, airline, air- airline employee. I didn't work for the airport. I want to be clear. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm forgive me, Philip. Let's be clear. <laughs> I knew that. Yes. Uh, is that that happens? I, I would assume you yes. can get bumped because of just, and you get obviously you get your refund, like like mentioned. Yeah, it it, it often comes down to um, like, do you want to go now or not? Like, well, there would be like a tail swap, mm-hmm. uh, whereby you know the plane was broken or there was a mechanical issue or something like that so you switch it with a different plane yeah but now that plane has fewer seats than the other one sure, so yeah. now people are bumped or their or seating assignments have changed or you're merging two flights onto one plane a lot so of variables two people have seat 4e so how do you navigate one has to go one doesn't so there's a lot of variables so that stuff can happen uh in my experience flight attendants don't know any of that like their business is on so if their ticket shows 13 echo yeah (laughs) then that's where they sit and the other stuff isn't is not of their concern so him arguing with the flight attendant was never going to get him anything no because they don't have any power in that situation you've been seat assignment 13 that's it it's my job to make sure you're sitting in 13e that's it and which is an example like the beginning of the customer service that's it like that's still Exists. It doesn't change exactly. Yeah. More or less, that's 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 yeah. how it goes. So, yeah. um, but that relationship between he and, and Candy, when of course, how else would this movie progress if they if he wasn't yeah, sat yeah. between? Of course, uh, between uh, John him Candy and, uh, and uh, somebody from Seinfeld. He's on on the flight, and you get the sense that Candy's character, um, Dell, Dell, Dell Griffin. Uh, he seems well traveled, and he knows sort of the ins and outs, right? He sort of, after his little quick little nap there, he kind of wakes up, and says, "Yeah, we're not. Uh, I don't think we're landing in Chicago." Like he seems to, yeah, have his, these his left nut says that it's not. Yeah. But you also recognize that he definitely has a process as well oh, yeah. when he's sitting down taking and he's off the, taking off the shoes. Dogs are barking, dogs are barking, yeah, <laughs> and then taking off the socks and flapping it. In those scenes. We talked earlier, like where Bill Murray in Scrooge is very animated and aggressive. Watching Steve Martin, because that's just funny. Everything Candy's doing is funny, but everything that Martin is doing, I think, is equally funny. It's just so much of his, he's trying to fight his way away from the sock. He's got his, again, his collar is getting, like his shoulders are getting, like he is so out of his element and out of his comfort zone. And at this point, he's also saying, like, I don't want to – I just want to read my article. And then <laughs> Candy just keeps going. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be a chatterhead. And if I found out – and, you know, you just 
you just see these two are it's just not gonna work but it's it's so funny that the way it goes yeah. so I, I just like that whole scene and he does as you say acknowledge that the they're screwed and then we see o'hare in the middle of a snowstorm, and they have to go to Wichita. Wichita, Kansas, for those who don't know. Uh, it's in America. It's one nice taxi. It's, uh, it's a great one. Another uh, uh, kind of that guy type of actor. I don't know where that's, I've seen uh, him from, but I've seen him. Fake Kramer. Fake Kramer, that's right, that's right. And he's in Friends. Of course. Yeah, so he's, he's just that guy. guy. You yeah. see him a lot. Uh, but uh, I like the fact that, that he's taken the scenic route. That you I like. Pay, you pay per mile on a taxi. Not the days of Uber, right? So, if he's taking the scenic route, you're paying for the scenic route. I never thought of that actually. And uh, and he's it's, it's just literally it's pitch black in the middle of nothing, right? So that kind of makes me chuckle. But yeah, it is. I think just a way to bilk uh, the money out of out yeah. of uh, Steve Martin's credit card. Um, but I like as we talked about, which was uh, you know he calls his wife. And John Candy's already pivoted to he's, solving exactly. the problem because he's a seasoned traveler. He knows the guy. He knows the Has guy. Has been home in guy. eight years. Has been home in eight years. <laughs> so we get to the hotel. Dale clearly has a relationship with the guy. Wants yeah. to, you know, make something between the two, so forth. Um, I like that. I like being that guy too. Not necessarily in this instance, but sure, as yeah. a guy that's traveled a lot, I know the ins and outs. If I go to Calgary, I know you got a guy. I got a guy. Yeah, I know yeah. the hotel I stay at. I know the the, the manager's name. I, I know those things. If I go yeah. to Toronto, I know those people in this hotel. Yeah, like a restaurant guy. You have a hotel guy. You have a guy for yeah, a or even a restaurant. Yeah, a place you go when you're in this town. This yeah. great meal you had someplace. Strip joint down here. Exactly. Front row all, seats. Exactly. All <laughs> of those things. Like there is that kind of built-in reputational stuff that you find, and uh, so I like the introduction of that, and I like. Um, we get to see now they're they're diners confronted club card. the diners club card <laughs> and this and this uh, another ancient thing. Um, I vaguely remember it working at the gas station, but yeah. it, it was a thing. I think it, we accepted it. I, don't know I would just I remember watching. I would see like methods of payment, and there would be like a VI and an MC, and then there'd be a DC. Like, yeah, like who's ever clicking DC and this nobody. Um, <laughs> but I did like the the kind of revelation and the 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 humor that could. You know, this is another '80s thing, but the humor of two grown adult straight men looking down at the at the bed and re- trying to come to terms with yeah, what what this might be, uh, <laughs> what might be on the horizon. Um, Do you want to shower together? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't say whoa. together, but exactly. This implies like no. So yeah. yeah oh, you thought I meant no, no, no. So I thought that was kind of funny, uh, although obviously very dated, and we get the. <laughs> the uh the shower yeah martin in the shower martin in the shower yeah now i will say i did watch this with the fam and they okay. said how did that happen and you not have any idea that that happened meaning like the bathroom being what it looked like yeah the lack of towel well he walked in there he should see that before That's he, he either either walks in when it's all there or when he's in the shower all of that just happened yeah Little, little credulity. That's how those people watch the movie, though. It's a very critical eye, and I think to myself, like, who cares? So critical. Who now? cares? Really? Like, it's it's just a joke. It's it's just for for laughs, so that we get never a moment. even thought of that. Because who cares? And I'm pretty critical, but someone's watching it and just and I'm critical too, but not for things like that. When it's like lapses of plotting and reason and this and that, but that is just a scene that makes me chuckle. 
Water goes out, his eyes, he can't see, the towel he's trying to do his it's back with the little cloth. tiny... Like, that is all funny stuff to me. Yeah. And I would never once think, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I didn't think it was Towels hilarious. Towel should be bigger than that. I didn't think it was hilarious, but I, I never funny. put any thought into, like, well, that shouldn't have happened. You know? Yeah. I thought it was really I funny. Guess, and it gets even funnier oh, gosh. later with, uh, I think, the next day in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but before that, yeah, we that's, have... Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> We have the, you know, Candy, while he's in the shower, we got the vibrating bed. And now the two are trying to get comfortable together in a bed. Now, that's a double bed to grown men. Even if it was a man and woman, that's not that comfortable. Or two men, or like I, whatever I the case. A, like I'm in a king at home, so. Oh. Like, I have to roll over four times just to say hello. I stay in Kings when I go to hotels. It's glorious. I love the yeah. roll four times are before you anybody so- knows I'm here. Are you a soft mattress guy or a hard mattress Hard guy? mattress Me all too. the time, 100%. Yeah. My ex, soft mattresses all over the house. I couldn't stay in there. I think we- I, I sleep better in a, in a soft mat. I feel, but I think the hard mattress is better for you. I just find I sink in them. I, I find mm-hmm. that it doesn't serve my back. It doesn't serve my neck. Yeah. I wake up. I can't sleep on my side. Everything just feels. Yeah. No, I, I like a. I like a, a hard. I like a good box mattress. spring. There's one at my buddy's cottage, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a double box spring, and I've had the best sleeps in that thing. Slept on a box spring. Well, let's. Or like underneath your mattress. Well, underneath it's a, your standard yeah. box spring, not on the. You know what I mean. Well, the mattress is doing all the work. What yeah, do you think but... a box spring is doing? It's doing something. It's doing something. <laughs> it's got nine inches of mattress above it. Yeah, but the springs is like the foundation of that bed. Okay. Just I don't have a I don't have a box spring where uh, nobody has box springs anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's an ancient. That's why we're all because everyone realized like nobody needs them. Yeah, I think we've all <laughs> the more mattress rested. is doing the work. We're not rested anymore because of the lack of box springs. But this is not about that. It's no. about. Dell, who has spilt a beer, I think. We don't see him spill a beer, I don't think. No, it just alluded to. Yeah. We kind of mention it, and then we get... His little routine. His routine. That's clear his sinuses. That's... Gross. It's really gross, and it goes on for a long time. Yeah. So it's like I, as an audience member, feeling a lot like Steve Martin right now. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what? You're funny. You're cute. Your chuckle is great. I like you, John Candy. But you got to shut up. It's bedtime. Well, you, you've spilt beer in the bed. You're yeah. smoking. Yes. The, the shower it's it's building up yeah 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 and it, it's i think martin's about to, to this is it. the blow up this is the blow up how do you feel about the blow up i love it i love it's melancholy i love sadness i love that's nice i have a smashing pumpkin cd for you <laughs> um i i just i think that characters having and showing emotion i was just talking about this the other day like it's it's person as somebody has stated to me that they're sort of dead inside and fighting some of those emotions. I am very much a emotional person. Yeah. Um, for the things I feel, I feel a lot, whether it's uh, happiness or sadness. I can feel both uh, very, very at the same time. Uh, often, you know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> and so watching the scene and watching, I can uh, empathize as I mentioned with Martin, kind of getting frustrated and annoyed and angry. And there is a point, and Candy just plays this so beautifully, where he feels like he's actually getting hurt. Yeah, emotionally hurt. I let you, I let you pay for the room, so you'd feel like a. I thought that <laughs> was right. funny. Um, yeah. I love that. Oh, I yeah. love the the the. I mean, because it, it's 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 such a heartless um, 
Martin's attacked. all in. He's all in. Like he does not let up. No, and that's the thing. It goes on and on too. It's not just you're annoying, go away. It is that you're the worst. It's the it's the most obnoxious. You you think of you can't even tell a story. I could survive anything because I've been with Del oh, Griffith. Yeah. You know and the, that and the, um, the chatty Kathy doll. It's but like you're, but, he, but, but you're, you're pulling? yeah exactly. I'm not even pulling the thing. Yeah, I don't want to. It. You're pulling it. It's really well, well written. It's beautifully written. It's it's perfectly performed. I thought on both sides. Watching Martin, who has that, you can feel it in him. That straight laced frustration, anger. We've watched it now for you know half an hour or something like that in the movie. And Candy, because he's just such a jolly, jovial, lo- lovable kind of guy. It's a teddy bear, you know. A little bit. Yeah. And so when when Martin comes so hard at him, and his eyes just gloss over and you can feel it getting a little bit teary even and his voice breaks at the end you know he says you want to hurt me go ahead like i i'm just not that person i'm not going to fight back uh i i listen i talk too much sure but i also listen too much because yeah, i don't want to i'm the real deal real genuine article <laughs> uh he's got some classic lines in this it's movie so that good I love. <laughs> I love it and I, just that scene i was like i like me we're i like me my wife likes me is that a great line and I think it what it what I like about it is anytime you can connect this is the thing with like Fred Claus is just a, an example that we talked about relatively recently where just gets way too much time on this podcast. <laughs> available in the archives, folks. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. Don't do it. Uh but to be able to laugh a lot at a movie, but also feel the emotional connection is not easy to do, I don't think. And this movie, I think, threads that needle very well. Because this is a scene where so far we've watched a half an hour or so of really funny, very broad, kind of silly stuff. The sock in the face, like the 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 trunk, like all of these things that have happened are all pretty broad stuff. And here it is settling down almost into a real emotional wallop. And I found myself very moved by that scene. It's John Hughes, buddy. He can do it. He can really play that uh, very well. Uh, what, I, what I will, the first time I watched it, Phil... My only sort of negative sense around from it was, was it earned? Have, have they gone through enough to have this emotional scene? And I didn't think so the first time I watched it. Okay. Second time I watched it, I, I did, I'm, like, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to take it in, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Again, I love the script. Mm-hmm. Read Steve, the vomit bag. It's so that's like, hilarious. It's so good. That's hilarious. <laughs> and what's funny is I've never been a Steve Martin guy. Yeah. I've never been able to put my finger on it. Why do people think he's funny? I don't know what it is. Like, and I think what it is, unlike he's like, he's like the opposite of a Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's just out there, you know, he's just that's Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. Steve Martin's just he's just a regular guy. Now, but back in his heyday, he was the most he was the Jim Carrey of the 70s. Was he? Oh yeah, he's the wild and crazy guy. Like I don't know. all shtick, big broad performance, very Animated, very kind of crazy. I get the sense kooky. of his animation because he, you know, he he has that. Yeah. But I just and I watch only murders in the building. Oh yeah. Well, he's, you're, you watch a ninety-year-old guy. He's not that. He's barely animated at that point. <laughs> it's barely alive. But I've never been a Steve Martin guy, and I just it's like I don't like him. I just I just I've never been drawn to his comedy. Okay. I don't know what it is, but when I watch him, I'm like. I don't know. I can't put a finger on what makes him funny. Okay. He's, he's pretty unique in that sense. Sure, absolutely. We know, we know why Jim Carrey's funny. We know why Mike Myers is funny or, or um, Tommy Boy. 
Chris goes, Farley. Yeah, like we we know why or David. I Spade. don't, but yes, other other people do. <laughs> but for Steve Martin, he's he's his, I don't know, he's in his own world. I, I think with with his delivery, he's enigmatic. I would say sure, yeah. ineffable, sure. And it's not like it's not. It, it doesn't draw me in. Like I don't watch Steve Martin movies because I don't think I'm a fan. But when I experience his movies, I, I'm left liking it. Like I like it, but I I, can't, I don't know why. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird. Well, it's we'll always been that weird sort of. I have many Steve Martin movies on the shelf, uh, so uh, I'll take some off. Yeah, please do you because know, and, and we'll really dig into I this, investigate think, it. I really don't think I've seen a Steve Martin comedy. I'm sure I have, but he plays. I mean, he can just be something like the jerk. We can go all the way back to that. Uh, he's great in Pennies from Heaven in a weird way. That's a very strange movie, but he's great in it. Uh, the Man with Two Brains was a movie I loved as a kid. Um, I haven't seen Three Amigos, but uh, Three Amigos, uh, a classic, and, and then Father later the stuff too. Father of the Bride, yeah. House Guest, like I've never uh, seen any of it. Like I don't know. I mean, the stuff later, you know, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pink Panther. Like I, I did kind of check out on him uh, after you know the two thousands, let's say. But L.A. Story, another great one. I'll bring that off. That's coming off next year. I'm, I'm locking it in. <laughs> Let's put that uh, on the on the, Wait, the very short list. So, but in that scene, I thought he this guy. I don't know how many times how many takes they did of this. Sure, but he can deliver script. Yeah, like I don't care whatever else you do. That he does really well. Yeah, no cuts really. Like he's just no. delivering that. Pretty and straight, just, yeah. And the vomit bag, and and the, have a point. Here's a gun, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, uh, all of it. He is. really painted a picture, yeah, and really escalated it. And I thought it was, I was really impressed. That yeah, scene, it's great writing and a perfect blend of that, a performance and the material. Yeah, yeah. But I, again, I was still on like, I don't know if that's earned. I feel, I felt like the, the conversation is if they had been together for like a while. Sure, but this is like they. This is just the first sort of. It's the first half hour of the movie, but I think yeah. it's because everything has been so heightened, and everything is happening, like everything's going down. Right? If you're high, strung guy, miserable guy, trying to get home guy, and this guy, this other person is the reason you're you've you've now put everything that's I guess gone wrong on this a person. Faster, yeah. Right, you're like you screwed up my cab. You're the reason I tripped and lost the first cab. Then you stole my second cab. Then you won't stop talking to me in the airport. Then you're slapping me on the face. Now we're at the hotel, and I, you know, I'm sleeping in beer. I'm sleeping in beer. Like I think you just, yeah, I guess you know, you're really I think at a breaking point. And I think it's because it happened so fast. That's it. it just hasn't sunk in. Sure, but when but. you put it all together, you're just like this guy has been dealing with this for four hours, let's say. But it's the most annoying four hours you've ever had in your life, and you're everywhere you don't want to be. Yeah, it's tough to. I'm not suggesting you just means you turn on the you know, closest person next to you and just tear them apart. Yeah, but I got where that frustration he, was. I coming guess because he was really mean. He's just also a, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they right. finally be able to kind of put it together. Yeah, and Candy with that speech basically kind of talks him down, where he's sort of like, you know, I am a human, yeah. and sometimes. Uh, you're in tell. positions where, I, 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 not to go off too big of a tangent, but I was work, remember vividly working at an airport, at the airport, and we had canceled a flight, and 100 people Typical. were yelling at me, like, just back to back to back, right? That my job was just to listen to people's shit. Sure, yeah. And then rebook them, and just take another one, take another one, take another one, take another one. And I'd been called a bunch of words, like, it was really bad. I'd been there years, so, like, I already... I was kind of prepared for it. Yeah, you got the thick skin for but it. But I had this woman came up and she said, I already rebooked myself. I've already dealt with it. 
we're just going to talk for five minutes to give you a break because they're animals. Oh, wow. And you're going to be okay, and it doesn't matter. Well, that's and good. so we just had a little a gem, you know, peaceful talk. She was very like complimentary. You're handling it fine. Don't take yeah, it. And I again, I was already pretty thick skinned by all of this. Oh, of course, you have to be. In but that. the uh, the kindness was uh, just the most one of the more magical experiences of my ten years at the airport or at the airline. Yeah. Was that was somebody yeah. recognizing there is a human at the other side of this, yeah. and you don't often get that in this movie. I think a few different times gets to show you that. And this was the first, where it's like, up until now, Dell is just a problem. And a funny, annoying whatever. And in this moment, he gets to be a human. And Martin gets to calm down because of it. And they yeah. get to go to bed together and solve each other's problems in the morning. <laughs> and get robbed. That's right. Unfortunately. Deleted scene, apparently, that there was a... They ordered pizza. Oh, okay. And that the guy that stole it was the pizza delivery guy. Oh really? Eh? That's what the, oh, that's that makes what the sense. deleted scenes will tell you. But uh, as a result, they, in while they're kind of sleeping, finally get to sleep. They lose the money, and we get wake up with a, a beautiful little moment between the two. I watched, even the second time I watched it, I'm like <laughs> those kisses were just the so best. Be, the best, man. The best. Like <laughs> the best. I want those kisses. <laughs> Like, why are you holding my hand? But quick, funny story. Tell me. I don't know if I've told the story to you. There's this guy at work. Uh, and we're all friendly at work. Like, we're all, we all get that along. Friendly? We give each other a hard time. Yep. And sometimes we just, you know, grab each other's neck, you know, or just, you know, we're... Indian yeah, burns or noogies? No, no, noogies none, of, the... none of that. So <laughs> we don't want to go HR. And anyway, so he, one of us just grabs the other guy's hand. That's it. And then we, we're talking. And I noticed, first of all, but I don't say anything. I was like, we're holding hands. <laughs> right? I yeah. let it go a little bit longer. I'm, I'm curious to see how long this is going to go before he notices. That this is what's happening. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and in his culture, it's a, a little bit more frowned upon that two men are holding hands. Sure. And I know this. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to ride this, this one out. <laughs> yep. And I finally said, you realize we've been holding hands. <laughs> and he took his hand so quickly and so far away. It was so like, kind of like this where they're like, you know, tr- you know, talking about football, trying to get like the hey, yeah, the job, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, go hell of a year. Uh. <laughs> he just totally, and I'm just like, I'm thinking it's just hilarious because yep. it was in a pretty extended period of time, and I'm not just like we're holding it like a couple, like a couple, yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. And he just was oblivious and just didn't notice. Yep. <laughs> I just thought it was so good. Are you rubbing his finger? Uh, no, no, I, you know, that's worked my way the that. line. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it's just funny. But in the reaction. Of those two is hilarious too. Just the those aren't pillows, and the just all masculinity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the arms are puffing up, and I just think it's what's <laughs> that's like the scene that that this movie is remembered for. Really, is that yeah. that this sequence? A, it's really yeah. Great. This this whole there's a few showcase scenes in this movie, and this is the first one. Yeah, the whole everything basically everything at Braidwood. Yes, agreed. Next, we have a montage of transportation. Uh, yeah, a few modes coming up. <laughs> a couple yeah. of modes, banging them out. Yeah, we got the uh, back of the truck. Two, three, yeah, three modes. Uh, yeah, back of the, the truck with a young Dylan Baker. I'm not sure if you noticed. Yes, yeah, very young. <laughs> uh, another throat clear. That's yeah, right. That absolutely, gross. a lot of snot and snarling. This uh, Dylan Baker, of course, uh, 
mentioned in our Road to Perdition episode relatively recently. If you yeah. check that out in the archives, a folks. A little bit uh, different role. Very different. Very young. I didn't. I barely recognized him. I was like, uh, is that him? And I recognize Dylan Baker anywhere. Yeah, you're uh, you're good for that. I really am. Um, but I, I like that. And then we kind of go right from the truck to the 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 freezing the faces i don't know what it is i'm just a sucker for that but the fact that it shows all three faces all like wind swept and and frozen uh, teeth chattering just made me chuckle i was like this this is such an easy joke but it's such a funny joke and this movie plays a little bit with that with the condition of of exaggerated uh, there's more of it later so good later too yeah Yeah. so it's interesting yeah we talked earlier you said about like things that you find funny or like comedic beats that you're appreciative these kinds of things i'm very very big on yeah uh so the fact this movie does it a few times i i I dig it i bet you uh home alone is another one uh home alone 2 similarly marvin you know there's just like all these moments where like oh that's a little quick flash of something or cut away it's just genius so yeah every time marv gets uh was it marv that got electrocuted or that's right <laughs> so i love it and then we kind of end up back on a train so this is now yes. the train component of the planes trains and automobiles should have been, been was it trains planes automobiles it really should have been planes, trains, automobiles, if you want to stay chronological. It is planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay, then. That makes sense. Yeah. The title of the movie you've watched, the title we've mentioned here a yeah, number of times. planes, train, buses, and automobiles. That's right. It yes. doesn't ring yes. off the tongue. Backs of trucks. It's a very long title. You have to get every... Walking, right? That's a mode of transportation as well. No one mentions that. Anyways. Cut all that calm shit Calm down. Out. So, yeah, they're on the train pretty quickly. A lot of smoke coming from it. Yeah, they try and kind of break up, right? There's this moment where Martin is trying to disassociate. He's separate he's, seats, right? Separate seats. I couldn't get anything together. And Dell, you can feel the, and this is going to be recurrent, but you feel the desperation mm-hmm. Dell projects. Now, at the end, it kind of all becomes a little more clear, but in the moment, it feels a little clingy again. Yeah. Like, okay, move on. Like, I'm a stranger, really, a in reality buddy. here. Yeah. Um, so they kind of, break up for lack of a better term and then within seconds it seems the train breaks down and martin's kind of hiding he doesn't really want to deal with it and looks out and sees dell dragging that trunk along yeah and he what i like is that you get dell's desperation which i think is again recurrent throughout but you also get a softening of of martin and he goes through some different permutations but this is the first time we've seen him kind of lighten up to a certain extent or actively choose to hang out with yeah. Dell. Everything else try has to been, do the right thing. Everything else has been circumstantial. You just happen to be the guy who hooked him up with this or told him about that or got him this. This is Martin making the overture. And uh I like that. It's just a it's a it's a nice touch. Yeah, it's just a, a sweet little scene between the two. It's very fast. It adds some substance to the movie. Some it just depth. adds some depth to the character. Depth. And effectively then Dell suggests, what's left? Let's get on a bus. Makes sense. Have you uh, no. ever heard the song Three Coins in no, the Fountain? Yeah. No, I don't know if there was something more to that, or is this a poor choice? I think it's just a... I, I, I can only imagine it's just a silly choice, but I, I've never heard that song before. I've heard the Flintstones. Everybody's heard the Flintstones. And that's what you want. When he that's, says later yeah. on, Martin says later on when they're getting that's drunk, I feel like, why do I feel like I'm at summer camp? That is the vibe I got from the bus trip, where it's sort of like your long journey. I did a couple road trips to make Skimming Farm or whatever else, and you just sing songs, you play games, whatever. So I really like that scene. I think it, um, 
wants to display the difference between them. Yeah. And who is the the guy that has man the of the people? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dell's man of the people. He really and, is. And Martin is completely disassociated. Yeah. It seems. But but they still have, both have needs that. And they complement one another. Yes. Make and, a great couple. Yeah, a little bit. You kind <laughs> odd of do, couple. An odd couple for which sure. Is, uh, a movie. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And a TV show, I believe. Both. Um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and we get now really one of my favorite things. They realize they're broke. They've got no money. They've got nothing left. <laughs> Bring up the salesman. And and, and this and scene, Dell. I feel like, is really up your alley. Yeah. This is your world. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in the rain division, but... Uh, <laughs> which I love when he says that on the plane at the beginning. It's uh, fantastic. This is my job. I'm part of this division. Yeah. I love anytime people use the word division as a part of their job. Anytime you're really trying to oversell. Yeah. Yeah. We joked before about the video store. You know, I'm in video distribution and <laughs> work with all the major studios. Like, yeah. you're just trying to hype Rental your, division. Rental division, exactly. You're just yeah. trying to hype it up as best you can. You're like, realistically, I rent movies to people. But yeah. uh, similarly with the airline. <laughs> Two versions of a resume. This is uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we get to watch. I, what I think is just a hilarious scene, but you also get to see Dell's very good at his job. He's a people person. He's a people person. He connects with anybody and everybody, and he reads them in the moment, and he'll adapt. This is your yeah. Barbara Walters, or this is your yeah. Liz Taylor, or this, this is your... This will make you look 18. This will look... Exactly. Reads the room. Take my money. And totally gets each and every is, person in there. What a dumb item, though, to come up with as your... Absolutely. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, it's not a thing. I don't like. Well, I don't know if it's a thing, but I love that it, it manages to give him the entree into all of that world. Yeah. Oh, I I go to this hotel because I sold him all his shower curtains. I go to I know this guy. He yeah. bought all the shower curtains of his Eastern the Division. Hotels would have shower curtains. Yeah. So, so yeah. I like that. There's this sort of it gives him an excuse to be very handy because if he was just an obnoxious <laughs> guy down the road or down the street or on the in the same row. He's he's got no use, right? Yeah, like whose idea just, that was to settle on genius the, is what it is. I don't know who's or like. Obviously, it's John Hughes, I Hughes. suspect, but it's just genius. And from there, they've made a little money. It's time for some grub. Yeah, I don't know if it was a brunch. It seemed like a brunch, a yeah. diner brunch. Seems I wrote totally down fair. brunch. I felt okay. like it was a, we'll call it a brunch. We we'll call it a brunch. We'll call it a brunch. Uh, I'm not sure what's on the menu, and um, yeah. I feel like um, together we're just it's not getting done, you know. I feel like you'd be better. If we went. If, I think it'd be better if we went our separate ways. Have you ever had to break up? It's a good with, episode of Seinfeld for that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember. But I, I've I've had these kinds of conversations in my mind and with others. It's a challenge to friendship breakup. A friendship breakup. Yeah. Women like relationships. It's it's. I mean, it's not easy, but like it's, a bandaid tear it right off. Well, it's just it's more obvious, maybe. Yeah, it's somehow easier to, and plus, you know, most of the time it comes the other way. So, but I've had a friend where I was like, I don't really like spending time with you. Yeah, I have a hard time with the conversation, so that's why we're still <laughs> we're still doing it to one another. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just really fascinating. So watching him kind of struggle his way to try and break up with somebody that doesn't isn't bad. It's just I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's a challenge to really say it. I really like the scene, though. I think it's it's a it's a good one. You can feel again that desperation coming back a little this bit. It was sad. Uh, from Dell saying things Trying to like, be tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Fine. Worry. Yeah. Let's go. See you. Um, but he's hurt. And I haven't been home in years is a, is a telltale sign for later, obviously. And, and Martin 
just wants to kind of get along, get on with his life. He wants to get home. Yeah. Be have quiet and just get home. He's got a family he's waiting for and so forth. So yeah. either way, it's a pretty effective scene. I kind of enjoy it. Um, it's a nice little break too. Just gonna. That's right. In the movie. Just exactly. Because it, re- it reset you, before we get back to the. Bandits. That's it. It sort of does reset the clock because you, you you do think that an hour forty of just these two kind of bickering might not be the yeah. the best use of time. So luckily, breaking up means that we get Steve Martin on his own. Yeah, renting a car. Renting a car now. V five. I think we all know that anybody can take a reservation. It's hold the reservation, but it's holding that's really the the key part. You joke, but that's one of the best scenes in Seinfeld. It is one it's of hilarious. the hilarious. I, it's the. I don't think you do. <laughs> if you did, I'd have a car. Exactly. I think it's one of the funniest Anyone scenes in television ever. Yeah, uh, I think it's just the. That's what Seinfeld. To when I think of Seinfeld, that's perfect. That is not just the show, but him as a him. comedian. That is it. Yeah, and when he does the, the and Larry David to be frank, both of the, like both yeah. of them together, and he does the motion. Anyone could just take him, and he's just take, take, take. Yeah. Yep. It's genius. Yeah. So for all the jokes about how I, I barely watched the show or don't remember much of it, that sticks out in part because it is emblematic of that show, yeah. that writer, and Larry David as well. Like, just that is all you, about it. I'm glad you recognize that. There's and this hope scene for you. definitely does remind me of something similar, obviously, many years earlier, uh, with Edie McClurg, who's really phenomenal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, so and the, just the recently, the clerk, yeah. clerk, and more recently, I saw her in Carrie. When I mentioned the she's other been week, a lot, I feel. Yeah, she's been around, yeah, but she I, shows up. She's very young in Carrie. I, I watched this movie the other week, and I thought, "Holy shit, it's her!" And she's like young and like in a high school uh, cheerleading yeah. squad. I was like, Edie McClurg? Like it just feels all of my memories are her. Of oh yeah, her you think in her this. career started when yeah, she's a little 40. bit. It's like it's yeah. got to be Ferris Bueller in this. It's yeah. just it, and obviously not. Um, but this scene is, Great. again, when I think about this movie, it's the pillows and it's this scene from, from, from Martin getting dropped off in the middle of nowhere parking lot and having to kind of fight his way back and showing up all disheveled and pissed off and just laying into her. He lets the expletives fly. So many Fucks. F this, F that, F that. And this is really the only point in the movie where they're it's, swearing. It's it's the only swearing really at all, exactly. Yeah. And it just... Which, well, I think works for it for It's that so good because it just builds. It's like the pressure is off. This is like, I would say, almost halfway through the movie. It's it's like a pivot point of the movie almost. Yeah. And it's just the funniest scene. Her I, response at the end is like, that's gold. It's the perfect punch, perfect button to this yeah. scene because generally clerks and like we both been in retail absolutely we, we, uh, we have this sort of sense with like we have a certain power absolutely ultimately like i can decide like i'm in phones yep. i can decide if i have this phone in stock yes exactly based on how you're I, yep. yeah if you're a dick to me i will sacrifice my commission to make sure you're you walk away unsatisfied yep i don't think customers necessarily realize that no because you're not a human right you're just a function i need something you get it to me this is your job you get me the thing i want yeah i used to get because i'm a snob when i worked at the video store as an example someone would call and say hey do you have armageddon in and i would say (laughs) doubtful whole wall full i would say i find that hard to believe but i would say no because i didn't want them to come in and Uh, rent this movie 
I don't want to participate you're, you're in... You're taking away joy out of their lives. A little bit. But that kind of thing where it's yeah. like, I do have some power. Or someone was a jerk to me, and I deleted all their information on their card. Yeah. <laughs> so every time they came in, someone would say, and you are, and they couldn't find him uh, in the yeah. system. <laughs> And the guy was like, well, I'm so-and-so. Is my number? No, I deleted it. Can you go by my last name? (laughs) Deleted it. So he had to go basically go home to get the video card. so petty. Because there was nothing. And I was like, you were a dick to me. Yeah. And I have some power in this, whether it's rightfully used or not. But don't be a dick. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had this problem. There's no reason to be a dick. And And the fact that once she realizes he does not have the receipt, the ticket, she's like, well... I got, <laughs> I got you. Power, you're fucked. Yep. And I, I think that she, her delivery with it, genius. Bang. It's, it's like the perfect scene. She's so perfect for that role. Yeah. And that scene between the two, it's just perfect. It's Oscar. Just, there's, there's nothing. Best supporting actress right there. <laughs> there's that nothing scene. that you would change. I would change about any of that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just gold. And then uh, <laughs> we obviously have to pair up the two again. We need a solution. Yeah. He's got no car. Who has a car? Del Del's Griffith got a car. Has a car. Comes comes to save him again after a little dispute with the, <laughs> you know, the, the guy. Get out of here. What did you think about the fact that he obviously roughhoused him? Yep. Kicked him ultimately in the nuts. In the gonads. In the gonad gonads. Yep. What did you think of the of the voice change, which is clearly, you know, looking for a laugh? Uh, Steve Martin's voice is completely different yes. for the first few minutes of their car ride because yeah. he got hit in the gonads. I think it's silly, but it's fun. Yeah. Like it's it, it was it's not my favorite like moment. It's not a, a thing I remember being like I think it would have been a higher pitch. I don't know. So. Uh, it could be. Could have been. Should have been. It should have been. I think yeah. it's a kind of a silly premise anyway of, of the thing, dragging the guy by his balls uh, across the street. Like yeah. it's already kind of stretching credulity. It's stretching, all right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's just uh, I, I, it's a scene actually I, I don't particularly care for. Like I get it, okay, but yeah. I like that they have to come back together. I respect that, but the rest yeah. of it, I'm like, eh, not yeah. that clever. So uh, here we are, a little venture in the rental car, and um, <laughs> there's some fun moments in that. Uh, the first thing that stands out obviously is Candy adjusting the seat. Absolutely, it goes on for a while, which yeah. it's like they, everything is. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go for it, go for it. If you're going to try to make it funny, you have to go all in yeah. and really stretch it out. And I think it goes to the point, much like the snorting and that stuff, when you're like, at first it's gross, it's funny, like a chuckle. Then it gets like kind of gross because it sounds that are nasty. Yeah. But then it kind of comes back to being yes, funny again exactly. because it's just stretched out. And this is the same where it's yeah. like, oh, this is funny. Absolutely. Um, and it's strange to see cigarettes in the car. Uh, I smoked in my car for. Many I guess years, it's just so. weird for me, obviously. But uh, I've had that happen. Oh, really? Yeah, it left a big burn mark. Oh, jeez. The back of the Cavalier. I had a four-door Cavalier. My dad's Cavalier, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I think he ever noticed it because it's on the back. Okay. Like so where the speaker would be or something. Sure, and sure. Look behind the back seat, so no one really noticed it. Yeah. Probably uh, heard the resale value on it, but it could uh, have. Yep. Uh, another great line I thought was the. Uh, Steve Martin saying, like, you know what, I could really go for or something. You scratch your balls a lot is when Candy's kind of calling him out. And when he says, you know what I'd like? <laughs> then Candy's like, another set of nuts and a couple <laughs> of extra fingers. <laughs> uh, but just the throwawayness of that line was uh, a bit like Affleck and Pearl Hart. Like just this kind of like quick-witted, 
fast talk line. I'm just like, that's just genius. I love comedy. That's the comedy I like, where it's just the throwaway stuff. Yeah. That's where I find you get the genius of it all, are those yeah. moments. And John Candy's kind of built for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And wrestling with the jacket and kind of all the physical comedy that comes out yeah, of that, I fun. like. But really, my favorite line in the section is when they've deviated off the path because of all the spinning around, whatever else. When Martin says to, to him, they say we're going the wrong way. And Candy's response is, how do they know where we're going? <laughs> it's a perfect, and Martin agrees with us. And like, goes, yeah, yeah right. how do they know? It's stupid. Idiots. So I, I just think that that, again, is just really funny. It's just, it's just clever, the ability to kind of throw away a line like that. And you do kind of think, yeah, how would they know? Like, you, can, you get the logic. It's not just being funny for funny's sake or silly for silly's sake. You've got, like if if you heard those lines, you could interpret it like, how do they know? Yeah. We're, like, we're what are you talking about? And we get just more hijinks in this car, which is a little contrived with two trucks. Yeah, perfectly, down, but... perfectly, you know, symmetrically kind of split up. But the sequence in which they, when Martin's like trying to tell him, truck, 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 and then they go through, and the sparks, Michael Bay style, <laughs> uh, the sparks are coming. It again, cuts now to flashes of them in skeletons with the hair, yeah. and then the devil. <laughs> that I like. Candy laughing maniacally. That I actually really like. <laughs> There's this, I don't like to be taken out of reality often in okay. a comedy like this, because it's it's not... It's not set up that way sure. from, from the minute one, really. Fair. It's all very re-believable re stuff. Believable, yeah. grounded. Uh, but there's some allowances. So I, I'm not big on the, the skeleton thing because I feel like it's been done it. before. And we just watch it a little bit. It's kind of like the Frozen Faces. Yes. Right? Even in this same movie. But yeah. I, I just get a kick out of it anyway. But for some reason, I think the devil thing's hilarious because it's all like... Yep. I don't know. It's how you would perceive it. Because at this point, yeah, Martin is just like this guy is gonna kill me <laughs> yes. and i hate him I've, I've not wanted to spend a minute with this guy yeah but we keep getting together so i i appreciated that that was funny obviously the cigarette has already gone out the window and come back in yeah but then we sort of forget about it for a while yep uh the, after the accident the the car yep you can buff that out i love sure. the he's oh yeah this is fine you can buff this yeah. right out the 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 steering wheel bent forward and the yeah. hands being like having to be prung, you know, yeah. pulled out of the. I just like all of that stuff. I yeah. just ate it up. Uh, they're sitting on the trunk. Yeah. We see the flames. The cars. Yep. Goes up in flames. Uh, they're really screwed. Then they have the whole credit card yep. uh, thing. And then it's funny that he actually put the credit card back in his wallet and the wallet's in the glove box. Which is, you know, something's gonna happen when, like, when he puts the wallet in the glove box. Of course, like, yeah, you're asking for it. Yeah, there's something that's gonna be happening there. Good old uh, Michael Bay foreshadowing there. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, um, it's the movie starts to get a little bit draggy for me right around here. Now I do like. It's hard to do for a movie that's only an hour and thirty four minutes. Uh, I thought it was an hour forty, but either way, yeah, come on. Um, either way, yeah, it just starts to feel like it's lost some of its... And maybe it's because it gets a little less funny. It starts to get a little more emotional. But I do like going to the hotel afterwards. Yeah. And they've now, like... Because the the recognition that the credit cards are gone and you stole my car. Like, all this fights back. You know, they come back. And then he books his own... Hotel. He goes to the hotel now and, and Martin is fighting. And when he says... Uh, that'll be forty two fifty or whatever else, and he just this is a credit card, and this yeah, is another, they're, up. they're all charred up, and he's like, I've got seventeen dollars and a 
Nice watch. Yeah. Uh, it's a good deal for It's him. funny. I, I kind of watch like him playing out those cards. You're just sort of like, what else do you got? You know, like I think it's funny. And then the candy gets denied for his Casio. Casio. <laughs> and then tries to like run it over his arm like as a spokesmodel or whatever. Just genius And uh, yeah, the Jurassic Park lawyer wasn't the, having it. Yeah, absolutely. Jurassic Park lawyer. I did lawyer. not know who it was the first time. I'm yep. like, I recognize him. And the second time, Jurassic there it Park is. lawyer. You got it. Poor guy. Got it good. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then but that's moments. like the last real like great joke to me. Um, like I, I just think that that's funny, just the 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 materials. But because after that, we get Candy outside in the snow, frozen, talking about or talking to his wife. Mm-hmm. I really wish you were here. I finally meet a guy I like, and <laughs> I push him away. Yeah. Like it's a little okay, and and we got Martin kind of. Sleeping comfortably, but also recognizing that, yeah, he's abandoned this guy that, for all intents and purposes, has ruined his life, but also has kind of gotten him out of jams along the way, even if they've yes. created new jams. So, the intent, it's all about intent, right? Yeah. So, I, I like that they kind of call him back in and they're kind of sharing the booze, and yeah. that's the summer camp stuff. They're really kind of trying to lighten the load a little bit and kind yeah. of realizing, it's a nice like, moment. it is. I, I, I do enjoy that actually. Good. Um, and you get really the, f- the, the, the real tip of the hand where it's sort of like at the very least we've got, you've got a woman that loves you back home and you can just see these little moments on Dale. Like, I don't know if you maybe as a new watcher, did you anticipate the reality of his home situation? Not really. Until it pays off. That's the, and I have a bit of a problem with, I don't think there's enough there to piece it that together. I'll give you. That's my um, one complaint of the movie. To yeah. And, it's too bad. Yeah. Because I think that there was one more thing. Now, I know it's hard, a hard line beyond where you don't want to give it away. Sure. But you want it to make sense when Steve's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Shit. Piecing back, looking back on the week or day or yeah, whatever. The, yeah. yeah. So I know there's there should have been one more thing that to piece that together. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, but so when he's saying things like, at least you've got a wife, and Candy kind of has this kind of faraway look in his eye. You're not questioning that no. first watch. You're just like, oh, okay. no. A guy yeah. that maybe misses his wife? Yes. Yeah. You know, what, a scene I did enjoy was the pulling over of the car. Uh, I love that scene. It's so great. It's just... One iota. <laughs> like anyone who uses the word iota... You're in. I'm in. Yeah. I just I just think... I feel like... I don't know if he's ad-libbing, or how much of a loose script, like sure. how much leeway or freedom Hughes uh, gives these characters. Because yeah. a lot of comedians get a little bit of... I think when you're dealing with geniuses, you know, you might get, allow for a certain... For example... All three geniuses, actually. Not to get sad, sure. but Matthew Perry we lost recently. That's recently. right, yes. Yep. Very sad. A lot of history in Ottawa. Yeah, of course. Yep. And apparently on Friends, he would a lot of his lines were he just did his thing. Oh, yeah. A lot sure. of uns- unscripted stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, th- I wonder with the comedians, I wonder how much these guys got. Yeah, I think, again, John Hughes is a genius... And Steve Martin and John Candy are both geniuses as well. So I wondered how Candy or is Iota scripted is what I want to know. I think it probably is because because Hughes is like really very stickler for that. Yeah. Is what I've heard, um, but you've got to have latitude. You just you just naturally have to with 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 comedic geniuses yeah. like that. So this, I suspect. Yeah, I think there's some movies that were like, okay, just do it ten times yep. and uh, we'll just do the one that goes. That's right. Like Will Find Ferrell does a lot one. of that and just. Yeah, the way uh, Farrell and, and uh, this guy Adam McKay, who did uh, Talladega Nights and Step Brothers and a few other things, they apparently would just have right off the, beyond, you know, beyond the camera, the director just firing lines out 
like a hundred different versions yeah. of it just because same thing, right? You're like, oh, I like this version. I like that. So just like throwing out joke after joke after joke. So it might have been something similar to this. Uh, and Michael McKeon, who plays the cop, also a comedic genius uh, as well in, in different ways. Oh, so, yeah. He's better call Saul. He's uh, the brother. Oh, okay. There you go. You haven't seen the series. Never but, saw it, no. Yeah. But he is in Clue um, and in Spinal Tap. So those are comedic uh, gems as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, so I just like that kind of scene. But I do feel like okay, let's wrap this up, and uh, and they kind of do, yeah, and we get yeah. the moment where they arrive and they finally say goodbye. Dell drags his trunk away, and Neil is, as you're saying, on the train. I agree with you. I think it's the least effective bit of the movie. Any time you get a movie, a scene where someone just like wistfully looking out a window and reminiscing on scenes that we've already seen in a movie, I feel like it's. It just doesn't ever ring true. I don't know how often you've wistfully sat at a window looking out, reminiscing on your life, but... Every day I'm on that train. Yeah, I guess. It just feels, it just like you say, or as we said earlier, unearned. It just feels kind of tacked on. Um, so I don't like it. I don't think it stands up. But I do like what it leads to. So I like that they have this last moment. Neil goes back and kind of confronts him. Mm-hmm. And we finally get the admission that, that yeah, his wife's, wife's been, been dead for eight years. And Neil decides to bring him home for Thanksgiving dinner. And even then he still is like, oh, I'll just come in. Like, I don't want to be a burden. I want to stay, whatever else. So we've now got the full softening of Steve Martin and sort of an acceptance of, of Dell. Now, one of the things I remember when I was younger, even the first time I watched it, thinking it's as if Dell and her almost know each other. Yeah, I got you that, get too. that too. I did. I meant to her. ask as a new person because I felt my first viewing of it, I felt like is this yeah, I think she had slept with him. Yeah, it was just some weird like knowing look of uh, I don't know, there was something up with it. And not like necessarily lascivious, just weirdly like yeah. I know who you familiarity. are. Familiarity. Yeah. yeah was... And the look and ending on Candy's face is just it's I mean it's heartbreaking on some level because it's it's such a funny Canadian icon face, you know, beautiful face to kind of end the movie on. Little did we know it was 10 years or six years later or whatever else that he would die. Seven years, 94. There you go. So, but that's like a nice closing image of of his, if not his career, certainly, but this movie was a lead actor in and whatever else. So I always got a nice, nice that. I love the song too. Uh, Paul Young, uh, Every Time You Go Away. uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved that song when I was that age listening to it on the radio I just loved it was one of my favorites I was always a pretty forlorn kid uh, yeah. so I was always a little melancholy myself who's the original singer of that uh, who knows uh, who knows I, I had the 80s that. version I didn't have yeah, that version the, okay I had a different version well the Paul Young is the, is the one that's on the, like the tail end of the credits that one has got like more of a harmony thing happening yeah. but either way it's all good uh, it's all great and um, and I doubt you've watched this but I, John Hughes like, yeah go ahead was keen on post-credit sequences long before Marvel. Did you watch the post-credit sequence? Second time by accident. <laughs> and it was uh, the boss, right? The boss, absolutely. Still looking at the... Yeah, second yeah. time by accident for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew it maybe 25 years ago or something when I first watched it, yeah. but I haven't seen that scene in at least that long. I was wondering if you caught it. I just sort of let it run at the end, yep. and then it pops back on the screen, of course. Yeah, I, know, I don't think of... Uh, I don't know if they still do that 
I don't know if that I don't watch Marvel movies. So. Well, every single Marvel movie yeah, does that. Whatever. In fact, now more because every Marvel movie does that. There's a lot of movies that do it. Yeah. Comedies of I think DC does it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched any of those DC movies, but almost all of those have post-credit sequences oh, too. There you go. I mean, I don't hold. I don't know enough no, of them, but many of them have post-credit sequences there you go. or mid-credit sequences. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, nice little treat. I wasn't sure if you caught it or not, but uh, there it was. Wonderful, and I and a, a, a good way to kind of sort of uh, finish the movie. I think it uh, did it. Did it? Were you satisfied? Yeah. Yeah, wholly. I I think again, other than that last little bit, I love this movie. I think it's really funny and it's really heartfelt, and and those are things that, again, when I was younger, it was maybe more of the funny and the pillows and the silliness, and even though I was a little melancholy even as a kid, uh, I felt it, but I didn't like hit home. Whereas now I've had crazy experiences i was flying to ottawa and had to divert in the middle of a snowstorm to land in toronto and similarly my ex i was calling the airline and she was sort of socializing on some level and she talked to a guy who was renting a car with three other people Mm -hmm. and she said honey we can go with these guys they're driving to ottawa because they've got a meeting in the morning and i'm still on the phone trying to fight the thing and i was like it's strangers i don't know anyway we got in the car they drove us to Toronto or from Ottawa, from Toronto to Ottawa in the middle of the night, dropped us off on the Queensway, mm-hmm. dragged my big bag through yeah. over the Queensway to get home, right? Like I've got these travel stories that sure, yeah. are disasters. I worked in a disasters of air, of travel. And so it was really like connecting on some of that stuff again uh, from a laughable place because you know, obviously I haven't had an experience like that in a long time. So it's been really great. So I love the movie. Other than that little wistful bit at the end, I think it holds up. I think the comedy is 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 solid, and I think it's really nice to watch a John Candy movie because there's not many of them that I think are this good. Uh, so, and I, I really do like Steve Martin generally. And we'll take a few more off uh, off my shelf, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Now, uh, for yourself, what are your uh, final thoughts on the matter? First, on a, on a sad note, when I'm watching this movie, it was sort of around the time Matt Matthew Perry okay um, had passed. Yeah, and I was also sort of thinking about John Candy. Sure, thinking, well, geez, what did he, it was the '94. Yeah, like, he was he was only I think 40. Sure, young guy. Early forties sure. when he passed. Uh, Could be heart attack, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of brought up a little, little bit of sadness, actually, okay. and it reminded me how much I love Canadian comics. Sure. And uh, I think Canadian, I think we have a lot of good comedians. Yeah. Uh, and it just reminded me, like, oh man, I wish I would have. He would have been around a little bit longer. I would have yeah. enjoyed some more uh, candy films because he's got this. He had this sort of real energy about him. Yeah, and just yeah. A, a really nice guy and i loved like his comedy we talk about like bigger sized actors obviously we've talked about chris farley yeah but this is his what he did completely different completely different, completely different. uh so and in my view like more to my taste yes right yeah, like you've, in terms you made of it clear very clear on, check the archives uh, folks. how you felt about chris farley so yeah I, I i i loved john candy and um i i again still don't know how i feel about steve martin but this movie was a good experience. It, it was it was just the right amount of. I like it. It felt nice to watch. It finally, after all these years, despite the expectations, and no, I didn't like ah, laugh. But, sure. but I don't. That's just not who not I you. am. I just uh, I laugh on the inside. Loi. Loi. Of course. I, I just think it had some really powerful scenes. The dialogue, the script was you know pretty solid. Uh, John Hughes can can certainly make a movie. I'm not sure if he wrote it or who wrote it. Wrote, but. directed, and produced. Oh well, there you go. The trifecta. Yeah. 
uh, and I think I can see why it's it's loved. Yeah. Um, by many, and it was a really good experience watching the movie. That's great. It's like it wasn't contrived. Like it wasn't a lot of contrivance. And I have some issues when when comedy relies on that. Sure. Yeah. And I felt this was all flowed pretty naturally. Some bad things happened that obviously would never happen. Just but taken it, to the extreme, but but it doesn't they, feel like they it. happen. Yeah. So I just right. thought it was just uh, delivered pretty well. Just a really well-rounded, solid, feel-good comedy with some emotions. So yeah, I would I would happily have it on my shelf, Phil. Fantastic. Happy to hear it. I'm sure you have a few copies. You have the, the, the 4K the version. The 4K did just come out with 40 minutes of deleted scenes or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. But uh, I, haven't, well, I haven't gotten it yet. But I did, I did look. Uh, I had it. <laughs> I'm going to the States on the weekend. So, okay. you know, maybe, maybe, this will, maybe I'll buy I'll it. buy your DVD copy then. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Thanks so much uh, for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, please join us at Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave on Facebook. Also available on Twitter. Uh, or X, I suppose. And uh, <laughs> most importantly, of course, rate us five stars on your podcatcher of choice. And uh, like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And share the podcast with, uh, you know, if you're on a plane, train, or an automobile, just lean over next to you. <laughs> give it to somebody else and say, check this out. Yeah. Uh, thanks, folks. We'll talk to you next week. And we'll be on TikTok soon. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> <Good night. laughs>